Bad Podcast, which is a podcast made by me, Julia, a single mum, for other single mums. This episode is called Don't Say You're a Single Mum When You're Not, and I actually recorded it a couple of months ago, and I listened back to it recently with a friend of mine, and I didn't know whether to laugh or cry. It's actually kind of depressing when you listen to it, so if you're feeling a little bit depressed, just a disclaimer, maybe don't listen to it. And I kind of debated about whether to... uh, release it or not but I think it is quite important and um yeah it is something that actually annoys me but it's basically this episode is me having a bit of a rant about people who say they're a single mum when they're actually not so if you're not feeling very positive maybe don't listen to it today (laughs) okay here it is Okay, so in today's episode, I want to talk about when people say, when mothers say, oh, I feel like a single mum, or I'm practically a single mother, I do everything, I never see my husband and so forth. It is incredibly frustrating if anybody says this to a single mother. Don't say you're a single mum when you're not. If any mothers are listening to this that aren't single, please don't say it. It's something that some of my friends say to me and I think that they say it because perhaps they're trying to empathise or, I mean, women love connection and perhaps they say it because they want to share an experience. And other times people say it, strangers, random people that I meet at social events or, you know, children's sporting things and it's really frustrating because often it comes up that I'm a single mum and then they say oh yeah I'm practically a single mum too you know my husband's always away or like it drives me crazy okay so first of all you're not single so therefore you are not a single mum and just because your husband's away and you have to do dinner for both your kids you have to bathe them and you have to put them both to bed all by yourself, that doesn't mean you're practically a single mum. So (laughs) if you haven't got it and you're listening, I hope that you understand that it's actually really offensive to say this to a single mum. Let me tell you some reasons why you're not in fact, as you think, practically a single mum. Let's say that you've got a husband who works a lot or he's gone away for work, whatever, and you're a stay-at-home mum. Okay, so let's say then that you do all the housework all by yourself, all of it. Well, first of all, I think that if you do have a husband who is working all the time, then that is your sort of role I guess to do I mean if you've got kids at home or at school or at daycare then I think it's fair enough if the husband's out working that you do the housework you might say oh he doesn't help me that much with the kids but chances are he does something you know at least you can duck out to the shops to get milk if your husband's home let me tell you single mums can't do this if I run out of milk that's it we don't have cereal for breakfast I don't have my coffee in the morning. There's no backup plan. So if you have a husband at home who doesn't do anything, you can still say, I'm just going to go to Woolies. Be back in 15 minutes. You know, you can still duck out and you can do that. Single mums can't. 
Now, I've got about 10 reasons of why you are not a single mum if you are in a relationship. Okay, so first of all, you've got the emotional support. For me, this is a really big one. Um, If you've had a bad day with the kids and your husband gets home, or you can call him, you can call him during the day and go, oh my God, I'm having a really shit day. I'm over it. I've had enough. As soon as you get home, I'm going to the gym. You know, whatever. You can have a rant. You can have a phone call. You've got some emotional support there. Now, the other thing is the financial pressure. When you've got a relationship or a partnership, you've got two people sharing the financial pressure. Even if there's only one of you working, at least it sort of eases it a little bit because you can both stress about it together. (laughs) I don't know. I think when you're a single mum, you are stressing about financial things probably a lot of the time. I mean, I know for myself, I am... You know, I've got a strict budget that I stick to. I've got certain financial goals that I'm not going to reach if I don't put money into savings. Daycare is expensive. You're basically paying private school fees for a three-year-old. And you've got to pay rent or mortgage. You've got bills to pay. You've got swimming lessons to pay for. You might have to get a babysitter if you need to stay back at work late you've got electricity, you've got your phone bill. It's it's never-ending money accounts, really, that you need to manage that you need to worry about all by yourself. You've also always got the backup as well of if finances are tough, the other person can go to work. You can have two people working. It's And it, it actually astounds me. This is sort of a different note, but it astounds me how many couples I know that have major budgeting issues and I just think if I can do it and I don't earn as much as you how are two people who are earning more than me not getting it together I don't know I just think if you have priorities you know you you make it happen now the third point I want to talk about is the fact that if you're a single mom you do absolutely everything you go to work, you do the school drop-off and pick-up or daycare drop-off and pick-up, you do the chores at home, you know, you do the washing, you do the cleaning, you do the vacuuming, you do the dishes, you do the cooking, you do the meal planning, you do everything. So there is no one to give you a hand or a break. This sort of leads me on to my fourth point, which is responsibility. When you're a single mom, you've got responsibility for everything. Now, I'm talking about sort of responsibility, but also decision making. For me, I would love to just come home one day and not have to worry about or think about what I'm going to cook for dinner that night. I mean, it's a daily thing. I've been doing this for years. I I just... It would be so nice to come home one day and go, oh, someone else is making dinner. I don't have to think about it. It's the little things. Or what should we do on the weekend? It's, it's you know, constant planning and activities and it's just everything that you have to decide for yourself. 
So responsibility is really big as well. You're on call all the time, all the time. So let's say your child's sick. You are the one that is going to be getting called up at work to go and collect your child from school or daycare. But if your child gets stuck down with, you know, hand, foot and mouth or something, that could be off daycare or school for 10 days. There's no sharing of leave days. It's all on you. It's There's so much pressure because you want to obviously be good at your job and, you know, be making a good impression and get good feedback and then your child is sick for 10 days and then you're worrying about losing your job because you've been off work because your child's sick but what can you do and then it's sort of you start worrying about the money because you think oh my god if I lose my job how am I going to keep a roof over over our heads how 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 am I going to feed my child there's just no getting away from being on call if you're sick there's no one else to look after your child. That's something that I struggle with. I've had, you know, my daughter's only three, but there's been a few occasions where I've been really ill. And it's really hard because the last thing you want to do when you're really sick is look after a child and who's probably being very demanding and screaming because you're not feeling at your best. And I think children really feed off your energy so if you're cranky and tired and don't have any patience then your kids are going to be little shits in response to that and then you have to deal with it it's not fun most of you listening probably know I've had a week where I've got struck down with food poisoning or gastro and vomiting and what are you supposed to do your child's screaming and it's just you're vomiting and it's just not a fun experience. (laughs) There's no one else there to take care of you or your child. Now, there's no me time. So for me, the only time that I can have my me time is if I drop my daughter at daycare at seven o'clock, which is when it opens, and go to the gym for 45 minutes before I quickly have a shower and then get to work. That's my me time. Or commuting that is my me time. Usually at home when my daughter's gone to bed it's 7 30 and I spend an hour sometimes sometimes two just getting the house together cleaning up from dinner figuring out what I'm going to cook the next day and planning out the next day laundry emptying the dishwasher tidying up and then it's 9 30 and you might have another hour of me time before you go to bed but it's really, really minimal. So generally, most single mums can't wake up on a Saturday and go, right, I'm off to lunch with my girlfriends. I'll be back at three. It doesn't happen. If you want to have lunch with your girlfriends, you bring your child or you spend $100 on a babysitter and that's before you even leave the house. So me time is either non-existent or very, very expensive. The other thing is sleeping. If you've got a young baby who is waking up a lot at night, then you are the only one waking up with the baby or the toddler, in my case, and there's no one else to go, you know what, you stay in bed, I'll get up. There's no one you can at least kick to get out of the bed, to do it and have a turn. You've got to do it. And sometimes this goes on for weeks. 
and my daughter has gone through phases like this and I have been so sleep deprived and I'm not saying that it's only single mums that are sleep deprived because it's not and I know that all mums are amazing but you know like when when my daughter was going through this really bad phase and she was up for hours every night and I was probably getting two to three hours sleep a night and I was so exhausted and I woke up one day and I thought I am not going to survive the day if I don't ring my work and get an annual leave day and just sleep the entire day and that's what I did because I needed to catch up on sleep but there's no one else there's no one else you can wake up same for sleep-ins on weekends I mean I'm really lucky and I've got my parents who help out a lot and they'll have my daughter over for sleepovers occasionally and that's really nice and that's the only time I get a sleep-in but we only really started that when my daughter was two so for the first two years I didn't have a sleep-in once like for me a sleep-in was seven o'clock so it's actually oh so nice I'm just thinking about sleeping in now (laughs) but yeah for some single mums they never get a sleep in they don't have family here you know they might be from overseas and they can't go back home for whatever reason they it doesn't happen they they cannot have a sleep in ever so the other thing that sort of makes me quite sad about being a single mum is not being able to share special things that happen or milestones I remember when my daughter turned one or right before she turned one and she started walking and I mean, it was one of the most exciting days ever, you know, and she was so happy and I was so happy and it was, you know, but there's a there's a tinge of sadness with it because you think this is such a shame that my daughter and my daughter's father and I can't share this together. Same thing happened when she started crawling and it's just like... I don't know it's sad and you know you can ring your family and if you have a good relationship with your ex then you can ring him as well but for me like I don't have the best relationship with my ex and at that time we weren't even speaking when my daughter started crawling and I was so happy and I just I was so sad at the same time because there was nobody to share it with and it's I think I guess you like I know that no one will love my daughter as much as I do and as much as her father does so for me to share it with him I mean would be ideal because we would both be so happy to see that yeah so that's kind of hard and it's the same with special occasions like you know birthdays or Christmases and you know some single mums don't have any family so Christmas and Easter and things like that can be really tough because they want to have a special day for their children but you know if it's just them and their child or their children it's it's hard to not have it just like any other day the other thing is that you don't have a partner to tell you how great you are you know you don't have a you don't have anybody telling you you know what you're doing a great job you're a great mom our our child our son our daughter they're so lucky to have you as a mom you you don't have that. I mean, I can count on one hand the number of times that I've been told that I'm a great mum. And I've been told a couple of times by my mum, a couple of times by my dad. And apart from that, like, you know, you hear it you hear it once or twice from a friend, a couple of friends. But, you know, I just always have this, I mean, maybe it's an illusion, maybe I'm completely way off, but I just always think that if you have a partner, I'm sure they're telling you how great you are and how 
how you're doing such an amazing job. Yeah, basically, if you are a mum and you feel like a single mum, please don't say that to us because we don't like it. Um, now, actually, I actually have a confession to make. <laughs> right before I actually became a single mum, I actually did say I feel like a single mum. And I said this to my family and a few of my friends who didn't have children. And I think in some cases, mums probably do feel like a single mum because they do feel really alone, maybe emotionally. It's not, you know, an emotional relationship. They don't have that connection with their husband or their partner and they do do everything themselves. And I mean, that's how I did feel. I felt, I mean, my my daughter's father was working away. He was away every second week. When he was back at home, it was such a toxic environment. I actually enjoyed the time that he was away more than I enjoyed the time when he was um, at home. And, you know, at home, he was quite good with helping out with things. I still felt like a single mom. That's how I felt. And I had no idea that it's actually completely different because I didn't I wasn't worrying about money I was getting time to myself sometimes when he was back at home I wasn't doing all the housework you know so I I have said it before so I do get it but now I can say that it's it's offensive (laughs) now I just wanted to say just wanted to finish off by saying that this has probably been a little bit um depressing listening to this but being a single mom actually has some huge benefits and I'll talk about this in another episode but briefly some of the things that make it bad also make it good so for example the financial issue for me that is a for me that's an advantage of being a single mom I like being able to manage my finances and work to my budget and not have to worry about what someone else wants to buy and do all that sort of thing. So I actually like that. The other thing is the responsibility. I actually also like having it as much as it can be a negative for a lot of people and it is also sometimes a negative for me. I like it because it means that I can be in charge of what we do and I do like making decisions and I'm probably a bit, you know, <laughs> set in my ways now, but I, I like it. Um, the emotional support for me in some relationships, as I sort of touched on before, it doesn't exist anyway. So for me, it's better now being a single mom because I'm not pining about any emotional support that I should be getting because I wasn't getting it anyway. So I'm happy now. I've got a a great support network from all my family and my friends. And especially my single mom friends, I think we are such a huge, a huge emotional support to one another. And it's far more emotional support that I'm getting from everybody now than I was when I was in a relationship with my daughter's father. And then there's other things like, for example, being able to watch whatever you want, whenever you want, maybe not whenever you want because you've got children to look after, but I can watch as many episodes of Keeping Up with the Kardashians or The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, (laughs) 
Um, but, you know, you don't have to worry about anybody coming in going, no, I want to watch, you know, House Hunters or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there are really great things about being a single mum. And I, for me, actually, I love it. But anyway, that's not the reason for this episode. But I will talk about all the great things about being a single mum another day. But I do want to just just finish off by saying don't say you're a single mum when you're not. If you're not single, you're not a single mum. That was another episode of the Single Mother Survival Guide podcast. I hope you're feeling okay and not too down after that. Um, and if you would like to rate the podcast on iTunes, that would be amazing. And come and have a look at www.singlemothersurvivalguide.com as well for information and my blog. And I'll speak to you next week. Bye.